In this episode, we will be talking about whether or not RSS is still a viable way to drive traffic to your blog. And the reason why you might want to tune in is because RSS is actually a great way to update fans and readers the moment you post a blog article online. Additionally, you can also connect your blog to other websites that will then distribute your blog content to a new audience. Implementing RSS on your blog is incredibly easy and can bring in both new and returning visitors to your blog continuously. So if you want to learn everything about RSS feeds and how today it can still be an important tool to drive traffic to your website, you are at the correct address. My name is Lisa Neven and I'm your host at the Online Blog Academy podcast. And today we will be diving into RSS feeds and why they are actually still relevant. Okay, I have to admit, I did not think much of RSS before I started taking my blog seriously. In fact, to me, RSS was incredibly outdated and I could not think of anyone still using RSS to keep track of their favorite blogs or websites. Or do they? Well, RSS is just so much more than just another way to send updates to your biggest fans. This podcast, for instance, is brought to you on your favorite podcast app through an RSS feed. You can connect RSS to a host of different websites that will then distribute your content for free to their visitors and readers. This makes RSS a great way to attract new visitors and to get some free exposure when uploading and publishing new content. Okay, so before we start talking about how to leverage RSS to increase visitor numbers on your website, it is actually important to know what RSS is and why people think it's outdated. Well, RSS actually stands for really simple syndication, or in some cases also rich site summary. And it's a web standard that was created to allow people to get updates when new content was uploaded to a website or a new web page was published. A website will actually publish an RSS feed, and that is an RSS file with a specific format, so according to an RSS standard. And this RSS feed can then be read by special RSS readers. And this is a program that understands the RSS and then shows it in a readable way for the user. An RSS feed can also be read by a website, and this way one website can easily take over news from all kinds of other websites publishing their RSS feed. This RSS standard is actually quite important because this standard makes it clear what the title of the blog post is, what the content of the message is, who the author is, when it was published, what the link to the article is, etc. RSS readers were a real hype in the early 2000s and there are still people who use RSS readers to, for instance, get an update of their favorite blogs and websites so they can read this instead of their morning paper. Well, the truth is that young people hardly ever use RSS readers. So why should you, when you have a blog with a young audience, care about adding an RSS feed to your website? Well, I explain this and so much more later on in the episode. So just keep listening. Overall, RSS seems like, and I say seems like, a really cool feature, right? So what went wrong? 
Well, websites in the 1990s and the beginning of the 2000s were nothing more than HTML pages, and that era of the internet is better known as Web 1.0. At the moment, we are in Web 2.0. And I still remember when you were able to add moving GIFs, you know, those drawings with sparkles, you know, flowers, etc., all over your web pages. And those are so cringe right now, but believe me when I say that every single cool kid would have them on their blog or even on their MySpace page. The biggest problem with RSS is that it still lives in this web 1.0 world where pictures and the design of a page take a backseat. It is true that modern RSS feeds can in fact send pictures to your reader, but it still won't look very nice. This is why most users abandoned their RSS feeds and young people today have probably no idea what RSS feeds actually are. Before we dive into all the advantages of an RSS feed, I do want to go over the disadvantages. When you are a large blogger writing SEO-optimized content that is ranking quite well on Google, it is important to keep an eye on your backlinks. There are certain not-so-savory websites that try to steal your content in a way that is mostly automated through the RSS feed. I mean, this does not happen that often. As I said two seconds ago, this mostly happens to big bloggers with SEO-optimized content. And these people are actually people who keep an eye on their backlinks anyway, and will be able to spot this kind of behavior within the day. Getting the content deleted from the website is fairly easy, and it honestly is not something you should lose sleep over. But apart from the fact that RSS feeds might deliver content that looks just a bit wonky, Trust me, it's not your fault. And the fact that when you are a big a professional blogger, your content might get stolen every now and again, you will want to incorporate an RSS feed into your blog as soon as possible. Why? Well, because it is easy and free to have an RSS feed on your blog. And because it is free, you literally have nothing to lose by putting a little RSS icon with an RSS feed onto your front page or into your header. And this way, people who still use RSS feed readers will always be able to be updated by your new content so you can increase your rate of return visitors. Additionally, there are also quite a few websites such as Feedly, Panda, Pocket and other niche-specific aggregator websites that will actually distribute your content to a large audience. And these websites can only do this when you have an RSS feed. These aggregator websites will actually know what their members are looking for and what they like reading and they send out daily digest emails. Now, can you imagine how many visitors that you can rake in when your post gets featured front and center in these digest emails that are read, by the way, by thousands of subscribers interested in your blog niche? I mean, my AREFs report tells me that Feedly gets approximately 170,000 organic visitors a month. But this will likely be a lot higher, as most of their visitors will be direct visitors opening their Feedly account or those clicking on the Feedly email. I mean, that's a lot of people who can potentially, um, you know, click through to your article just by adding an RSS feed to your website. Right? So what are you waiting for? Have a look if you already have an RSS feed on your website by heading to yourwebsite.com, so yourdomain.com forward slash RSS, 
Or you can also add an RSS feed through one of the many WordPress RSS plugins. Uh, you can start adding your website through your RSS feed to aggregator websites in order to get more visitors. So if you would do one thing today to further your career as a professional blogger, let it be adding an RSS feed to your blog. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope um, I gave you some actionable content that you can use today on your own blog. Do subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app and send this podcast episode to other bloggers that you think might be interested in the content or where you think, you know, she or he can use some help to grow as a blogger. See you soon and I hope you have a very good blogging week. Bye.